internet. Welcome to episode 29 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hey, everyone. Unfortunately, Pixel is not here. If you were watching our E3 live stream, you saw his internet go dead in live time. He is still off the grid, but your boys are here to talk about the Nintendo Direct and all other Nintendo-related E3 announcements that came out of 2019. Steve, what a year. I know it's been incredible, hasn't it? I mean, it's been a. It felt like it was sort of a weird, slow E3 until the Nintendo Day, and then it was like, bam! It was like such a. It was like, okay, this is a soft year. Like, it's nothing crazy. We're in between generations. I'm still enjoying it, but it's nothing to write home about. And then Nintendo comes out and just blows my fucking skirt up. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Are you kidding me? We come out the gate. We got Luigi's Mansion 3. We got Link's Awakening. We got Cadence of Hyrule. We got Animal Crossing. We got Pokemon Sword and Shield. We got fucking Breath of the Wild 2. Like, <laughs> what a day. What a day. We got Banjo fucking Kazooie in Smash Brothers. Ugh. Oh, I know. It's absolutely mental. And you forgot The Witcher 3. Well, <laughs> Pixel's not here, so I don't have to pretend I'm excited about that <laughs> announcement. <laughs> oh my god! But either way, yeah, it is. It was one hell of a direct, and there were some solid Nintendo announcements around the direct between the Treehouse, some of the stuff they had at other people's uh, con- or not conventions, Jesus presentations. So there's a lot to jump into. We're gonna take it in like kind of loose chronological order we were going to talk about everything that came out or not everything everything we're excited about that came out pre-direct we'll talk about the direct and all the stuff that we knew about and then we'll get into all the new announcements and then the hype stuff and some of the stuff that came out during the treehouse and so that that sort of thing um so if this is your first time joining us normally we talk about what we're playing but all that sort of stuff this week, all E3 all the time, so make sure you tune in next week. I seriously have had zero time to play anything, writing up articles, watching streams, doing yeah. all that stuff. There's like no time whatsoever. <laughs> I, I downloaded Kate, um, the Crypt of the Necromancer, or Necrodancer, because it's like, yeah. uh, it was 80, like a dollar. 80% off at the moment, ready for Cadence. And I've played maybe like five minutes of it, because then I had to go back to work. Yeah, I've got Cadence preloaded. Um, I've been playing a game from a publisher that I am not allowed to give you any information about because I'm reviewing it and embargoes. So, uh, great week for us to not be able to talk about what we're playing this week because I don't have that much to say. (laughs) (laughs) So let's jump into it uh, with the pre-direct stuff. Um, I think one of the the first announcements that kind of come out was Darksiders Genesis. Yeah, well, it it was not so much an announcement as Amazon pre-announced it for them by accidentally posting the box art and description and everything about it on their website. So that was really generous of them. Very early leak. Uh, And it's a new step for the Darksiders franchise. Whole new kind of game. Yeah. Uh, New new horseman. I'm massively into this because it looks just like Diablo. Yeah, uh, I was gonna. I was gonna say it's interesting because, like, I feel like people like it because it's a Zelda knockoff, and now they're like, "Well, now we're making a Diablo clone." So, like, I, don't, I mean, I I've don't never know. played. I've never played Darksiders, and yeah. they kind of look a bit old school now. Having watched, because I was gonna get Darksiders the War Mastered Edition or whatever it's called, and um, it just looked a bit old. Kind yeah. of had that old feel to it. They're a little dated now. Yeah. They're they're you know they were new games. In like 2012 or 13, mm-hmm. so it's whereas Doug said his Genesis looks fresh. I'm excited for it. I I wish I could get we could get Pixels takes on this one because I know he's a Darksiders boy, and then moving away from the Zelda formula, I'm sure is going to turn him off. But um, we'll see what happens. I think it could definitely find an audience for itself. People obviously love Diablo style games. It's been forever since we got a Diablo, so why not, right? Uh, so then another like kind of pre, you know, like. Really pre E three even announcement was uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, yes, um, which is the sequel to you know the the Ukulele game that got kickstarted back in. It's been a couple of years now since it came out. I mean, um, it must have been kickstarted in like twenty twelve. It was planned for the Wii U, so it must right. have been a long time. So you know, it was a spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie. Had a lot of that same team brought back. Everybody was really excited. Looked very promising, and ultimately, it just really didn't quite deliver. Came out to pretty middling reviews. Um, but 
the team's still together. We knew they were working on another game, uh, and I think they had talked about a sequel. So this is our first look at it, and I got to say it looks pretty good. It's definitely more of like a 2D platformer than a 3D, but I mean, that's kind of my preference anyway. So yeah, like looking at this, it looks sharp. Their marketing it on is built by some of the same talent that made um, Donkey Kong Country. So right. they're very, very similar vibe. style game. It's got like a isometric over the top kind of 3D overworld. But then when you go into the levels, they're like side on 2.5D platformers. And this looks kind of more my bag than the original ukulele. The original ukulele collectathon style 3D platformer. I didn't even bother picking it up because I knew it wasn't my cup of tea. But um, I think I might, I might check out the uh, Impossible Lair. Yeah, this one's definitely got my attention. Uh, so then we also got the announcement that Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator, would be, quote, coming very soon to Nintendo I know. Switch. I have a feeling this may come out today. I was kind of thinking that they might show it off at the indie event, too. Yeah. Either way, Steve and I promised you that we would do a Let's Play if it ever came to Switch, so we're going to do it. We got to mm. figure out the logistics and everything. Maybe, maybe we'll oh, we stream figured it, it out now. But... We figured it out because we streamed the E3, so we can yeah. just play it with that. It'll be great. So we got to just we got to just decide like how we want to do it, how yeah. we want to roll it out. But once we have a schedule up in mind for it and a release date, like we'll definitely let you know. I'm so excited for this game. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love Dream Daddy. I only played through it me once. Me too. So I I've played only... through it with my sister. Me and my sister were so excited. That's funny. And and I did you you know you know when you get the chance to fuck that guy did you do it or did you bin him off? Oh, know? I didn't do it. Oh, okay, I totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very like I was like I don't even know you, dude. I got a daughter. I can't just be having sex with random men. If when you do it, your daughter's like so like disappointed in you, and you go, "Oh, you've been out all night, have you?" It's so hilarious. I love that game so much. I can't wait to play again. My my favorite part about it is still that the main dad used to be in a ska band. I'm like, this is just me. This is what this is the story of me <laughs> as a dad trying to get back out there. <laughs> who was it who said in the E3 stream that you look more like a dad than they thought as well? It was it was uh, it, it was Ram. <laughs> yeah, one of our Patreons, Ram. Yeah. Yeah, it broke my fucking heart. I was like, don't, don't tell me I look like a dad. I'm fucking 26. <laughs> You'll notice I conveniently dyed my hair back to its regular color uh, the next day. So So then we got a couple announcements from uh, Bethesda's panel, Doom Eternal, coming day and date on Nintendo Switch. Very unexpected. November 22nd. Looks hot as hell. I no know. pun intended. I know. I'm considering going back and playing, because I played Doom on the PS4. I'm considering going yeah. back and getting it for the Switch ahead of this one, because mm-hmm. uh, I forgot just how fun those games are. It's They're one so of the good. only things I can look at that's like real high violence and still laugh and find it funny. It's because I, I feel like it just, it does such a good job of nailing that just like old school video game aesthetic of like, yeah, it's hyper violent and everything, but it's also very like... Here's a power up. Yeah, Shoot the demon. You know, it's like very like yeah, like it's it's a little removed from the violence. Like it's hyper violence, and I I don't find hyper violence to be offensive. It's when it's, it's realistic like, violence, and it's something yeah. that could actually happen. Yeah, right. Or like you know, if it was like like something like postal, where you're like shooting civilians while they're screaming and running away from you, it's like fuck that. Yeah. It's demons who've literally taken over Earth, and you're just like. Take them out while metal plays? Yeah. Like, that's just good old-fashioned video game fun. Like, I don't think there's been a cooler moment this generation than the end of the intro to Doom 2016, where there's that part with the music and it just goes... Yeah, I so good. good. Oh, my God. So I can't wait for Doom Eternal. I think it looks even better. Like, more fluid, more demons, more shit to kill. Like, let's go. Uh, then we also got the announcement that Elder Scrolls Blades, which is the mobile Elder Scrolls game they debuted at last year's E3, is going to be coming to Switch on fall in uh, fall 2019, which is actually pretty cool, I gotta say. It looks, it, that game, is, it just looks trash though. Whenever I've seen them play, it just looks so bad. I, I was never into it, but I don't like mobile games. And like, I think if 
it runs a little better, if it looks a little sharper, if I can use like typical controls. And it's and it's completely free. They've added motion controls and HD rumble support and all that stuff. I don't know if touchscreen support still there, but I imagine it will be as a mobile game. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I'll have to wait and see. I'll probably. I mean, I'll download it because it's free. And I'll just give it a go, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to get fully invested in it like I would with a brand new Elder Scrolls. I don't think so either, but I think I think it could end up being a pretty cool thing for, you know, if you just want something free to jump in and yeah. futz around with. Uh, so then just a couple other announcements. These are from the Ubisoft conference. We got Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, which is like all of the Lego Star Wars games ever made on one collection. Is it on one card, though? We don't know yet. I can't No, see- no probably not. Probably like what they did with Harry Potter, where it's like four and you four on the yeah. card, four you download, whatever. Either way, great deal. It was a great deal when they did it for Harry Potter. It's a great deal for Star Wars. Uh, I haven't played seven or eight, so I actually might pick this up. Yeah, they didn't come to Switch. Yeah, this is the first time they're on Switch. Nope. So it's uh, yeah. I know Terrence is very excited, and like as soon as the news broke, he wrote it up immediately, and was yeah. just like, oh, I'm so sorry for whoever edits it. It's about four hundred words long. <laughs> And then we also got the announcement of uh, Gods and Monsters, which is a brand new IP from Ubisoft being made by the same development team as Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, has a beautiful art style, very, like, kind of classic, cell shady Like, this, we got very little to go on from this. It's literally just a cinematic trailer, but it looks very pretty. And the fact that it's day and date Switch release, very cool. Yeah, I I can see it getting pushed from the release window they gave of of yeah. 20, March twenty twenty, but um yeah it looks it looks good and I can like this was rumored as I think called Project Orpheus before the um, uh, before the announcement, that, yeah. and uh, it was rumored to be like a Breath of the Wild style game and then it was like confirmed that was actually just talking about the visual aesthetic of it and I do think it looks very Breath of the Wild and they've clearly had some kind of inspiration from that. But it sure. just looks a lot brighter and more, and maybe a little bit more cartoony. And uh, I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Like you say, there's not a lot to go on at the moment. But um, the fact that Ubisoft is putting a, a fresh new game on the platform that's coming to PS4 and Xbox and PC on the same day, it it kind of is, it seems like good news. Yeah, I mean, it's, it speaks to the strength of the Nintendo Switch. You know, it's it's a very viable platform and people want their games there. Yeah. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the next game that they announced at the Ubisoft conference. Oh, so Just Dance 2020 yeah. coming gonna to pick, Nintendo Wii? I'm going to pick that up for my Wii, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. They're keeping that Absolutely. system alive. It's the only game that comes out on it every year. The, the, yeah, like, I don't even know when the last Wii... It's not even coming out on Wii U. It's skipping the Wii U. It's just coming well, out on Wii. Why would it, like, five people owned a Wii U? <laughs> There's like million Switch or Wiis in the wild. Like every retirement home in America has a Nintendo Wii in a closet somewhere. Oh, and they're all dancing along to the latest smash hits on Just Dance 2020. I guess so. <laughs> did you watch the Square Conference? Because I I didn't watch it. So w- I did. What did they they announce? So a they thousand announced Final Fantasies. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered coming. Uh, which is cool. That one's been kind of, you know, it's like the one that's been missing mm-hmm. from that era for a minute. So that's that trilogy's done now. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered, coming to Switch, winter 2019. Uh, they shadow dropped The Last Remnant, which was like an Xbox 360 Square RPG. It was on PC as well. That's out now. It's like a, a big updated remaster. I wrote an article about it. And then uh, the last one from them was uh, Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch, which is coming in... September of this year, 20th, right around the corner. Yeah. Lots of big JRPG news this year. Yeah, like, I mean, Especially yeah. if you're a Switch fan. Tons of it. Absolutely tons of it. And, uh, yeah, Limited Run had their own press conference as well, where they just they announced 12 Switch games that they're releasing and one 3DS game. Which is so weird. Yeah, there's a 3DS uh, Limited Run game coming out. It's bizarre. It's it's a collection. It's called the Atui Collection, and it has a bunch of uh, a bunch of games on one cartridge, which is quite cool. But like, I don't know. Uh, uh, the only people I could see buying it are gonna be collectors, I guess, and maybe that's maybe that's really what Limited Runs uh, mo is. On. Yeah, yeah. But they they announced some big big heavy hitters. Two Rock and Two Rock Two are coming. I- I'm pretty, like, legitimately interested in grabbing those. Uh, the Transistor from um, Supergiant. 
A Night in the Woods is coming. Blaster Master Zero. Uh, Bad North, which is a game I reviewed for BluePots.com. And Real Mist. I don't know if you ever played Mist. M-Y-S-T, right? Yeah, yeah. So that got announced at uh, announced that it's coming to Switch and um, cool. Limited Runner handling the physical release of it. Very cool. Um, so that kind of covers all of the pre-direct Nintendo news. So like I said before, let's get into it. We're going to like go in loose chronological order, but we're going to focus first on all the stuff we knew was coming so we can get through all that, and then we'll talk about the really hype stuff. Uh, so one thing that I think we all knew was coming, but it was great to see, was their opening skit. With oh, Doug yeah. Bowser I was so introducing happy. Doug Bowser to the to the world of Nintendo, uh, I loved that whole skit where they bring out Bowser and he's got the tie and he's like trying to present, <laughs> and then they're like shooing him off the stage and he's all embarrassed. <laughs> Did you see what they had to do in Japan? Because in Japan, uh, Bowser is called Koopa. Oh no! So they had a yeah, uh, they had that. a little um, tool tip on both of the people, so on Bowser and on Doug Bowser, saying uh, in Japan, uh, in the West, Cooper is called Bowser, and then this man is also called Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> this man is also called Bowser. <laughs> so it's like it's like uh, just explaining it just really badly. They, they just wouldn't get the joke, but I thought yeah. you know the rest of us thought it was funny. I I love how. That's something that I, I really, like, appreciate that even though that joke wouldn't work in Japan, they mm-hmm. did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, they realized that, oh, yeah, the West is, like, our biggest market. Like, maybe we should actually pay attention to them <laughs> once in a while. Ugh. Uh, but, so that was a great a great introduction for Doug. I thought he did a good job. He's still a little stilted. He's, st- he's not Reggie level. He should have come out. He's taking names. He's I'm making kicking games. Ass. He's kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> kicking ass, making games, and taking names. <laughs> uh, but so once we got into the actual gameplay of it all, we kicked things off with Luigi's Mansion 3, which I think was a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, Except no release date. No release date. I know. They tell it us was 2019. Bizarre. I kind of think it might get delayed. No, I don't think it will. I think this will be an October release, and they'll announce it further down the line. But you'll notice a lot of the games aren't getting release dates. There's a a theme in this. There's a couple that are coming out in 2019 with no release dates. The Witcher 3 is one of them. And um, I think it may be related to new hardware. I don't know. You, You might be right on that front, and I think that that's a compelling argument, a compelling wrinkle to why, but like... Link's Awakening got a release date, and that game was revealed after Luigi's yeah, Mansion 3. Yeah, uh, but I think they they want to release Luigi's Mansion 3 and The Witcher with a new console and saying they run best on this. They'll also run on the Switch, but if you want the best experience, they'll work on they'll work best on like the Switch Pro or whatever they're gonna call it. I don't know. I hope you're right, man. But when I saw those 2019s, especially for Luigi, I was like, this is getting delayed. Why wouldn't they just say it though? They did they, right. Let's just go over Luigi's Mansion, and then we'll okay. get to it. We'll get to it. So, new skills uh, revealed on the new Poltergeist yeah. G00, or Goo, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, there's, like, a slam attack, a new suction shot, a bust, which, like, are all these kind of, like, area, area of effect mm-hmm. attacks that are, like, new in the arsenal. Uh, Gooigi from Luigi's Mansion 1 on the 3DS is going to be making a return. He'll be like a single player tool or you can use him for co-op, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, which is which is different from the Luigi's Mansion remake. He was only for co-op in yeah. that one. Um, now he's like an item. Like you can use him to like get past spikes and yeah, like or go through other... grates and yeah. you have to solve puzzles with him, which I thought was quite cool. Um so then they also uh, revealed a new mode called Scare Scraper. Yeah, it's not. It's not so new. It was in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon or but Luigi's like, Mansion Two. They brought 2. new stuff to it. Yeah, so it, now it does eight players uh, locally and online, and you basically Which looks wild. It does look really good. It looked like it's like super hectic and mm-hmm. like fun party game kind of like goofiness. It chucks you on a randomly generated floor. You have to suck up all the ghosts before the time runs out, and then you can progress up the Scare Scraper. Essentially, it looks quite cool. It's kind yeah, of like a horde mode style thing, I guess. Yeah, and it's and it was online, right? You could yeah, so you can online. play eight players online, or I guess um, connect. You can connect four switches locally, and then there's two people on each switch. Cool. So you, you can actually play the game with a single Joy-Con, 
and you can give one Joy-Con to whoever you want to be, and that they'll they can either play as Luigi or they can join you in the skyscraper. And then there's loads of multicolored Luigi's. There was like a in the trailer there was like a pink Luigi, which was really like really a weird. Purple one, yeah. a brown one, like yeah, it was like all the Smash color palette swaps. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no release date on this one. It's strange. It's really strange. We'll have to see. I, I if if you had to ask me right now, what I think I'd bet it's delayed. Oh, no, my bet is it's coming in October for Halloween. We'll see. I hope you're right. Uh, So next up, we got some more news about Link's Awakening. Uh, Like we said, September 20th release date. There's a new Link's Awakening Amiibo. Yes, which which I'm buying 100%. Have you pre-ordered it? Yeah, I already pre-ordered it. It's so adorable. Where did you pre-order it from? I couldn't find it anywhere. Amazon uh, and Best Buy had it in the States. Oh, okay. I always get my Amiibos from Nintendo directly here. Worst case scenario, let me know and I'll buy one and I'll send it to you. And we'll, <laughs> we'll you'll send me the art book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then the next thing is there's a limited Dreamer edition, which uh, if you're in the UK comes with a uh, 120 page art book. Yeah, you wrote you wrote 10 page. I art did. Book. Yeah, I just noticed that. Tw- 120 page. <laughs> 120 page art book uh, and a Game Boy Steelbook case, which has it's like the classic chunky Game Boy with the original Game Boy screen. Mm-hmm like logo uh it's beautiful and steve is importing one for me because in the states you only get the art book and it has a different cover which is whack so i'm getting the uk one is it the same price as well no it's like 10 bucks cheaper oh wow 10 whole dollars yeah not worth it uh and then there's this other new feature that they revealed called chamber dungeons yeah which when when it showed up on the stream we were like what the fuck is this is this Zelda zelda maker what and it it's a really like it, cool feature, though. I love it, the idea of it. It feels like kind of a precursor to his Elder Yes, Maker, it honestly. does, yeah. Because the whole thing is you will um, be collecting these items called chambers throughout your adventures. And then you can go to this place where you can, like, arrange the chambers that you've collected into your own dungeons. And then if you defeat the dungeons, you'll get, like, rewards. They showed Link getting, like, an extra fairy bottle. So... It just seems like a good way to like increase the longevity of the game and give you more content when you finish the main stuff. So I, I'm unbelievably excited for this game. Oh, me uh, too. I'm actually more excited for this game than Breath of the Wild 2 right now. I am too. I agree right now. Just because I, as much as I am so hyped for Breath of the Wild 2, Link's Awakening is one of my like... It, it's in... It, it's. I'd say... I'd go out on a limb and say it's my favorite top-down Zelda. Um... And maybe my favorite Zelda game. Because you just can't get enough of those Goombas in your Zelda game. It's I love it. It's weird. It's wacky. It's creative. It's one of the. It's probably the most unique Zelda game in the franchise, save for maybe like Majora's Mask. Did you watch so, some playing of it on the Treehouse? Yeah, I was watching a little bit of it. Oh and my I was god, like, it looks beautiful. Dude, I almost cried on the stream. Like I had, I laughed about the fact that I was welling up, so I didn't. But like when the music was playing and they were showing everything, I was like, I'm getting very emotional right now. <laughs> so I, I am, I agree with you that I'm more hype about this than Breath of the Wild two right now because it's imminent. Like it's soon. I'm gonna have my yes. hands on it by yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, so then next up, we got a little bit more on Cadence of Hyrule. We got some new footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a release date confirmed. It's not either of the release dates that were leaked. It is June 13th, Indie Day. Uh, so it is actually out right now as of this recording. So by the time you're listening to this, it's been out for a day. You probably already have your hands on it. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll talk about it next week. I've been watching it on the... I was watching it on the Treehouse before we started recording today. And it just looks... It looks like Cadence of Hyrule... At like a thousand, not Octavian's Hurl, Crypt of the Necrodancer, a thousand percent. The graphical levels stepped up. The music's like this really badass Zelda synth rock. I'm just yeah. so into it. It just looks, it looks really, really good. The music had me going on the live mm-hmm. stream. I was like, this rips. I'm so excited to play this. It's priced, was, it's priced right as well. It's like what? It was 25? It's about, 25 it's about 20, 20 pounds here, yeah. Yeah. So, so it was a little more expensive than I wanted it, but I remember I think when they first announced it, I think I said the most I would spend on it was like twenty twenty five, yeah, and that's what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, I it's funny because I was interested in this game. I was gonna play it just because of what it is and what it represents. But seeing that trailer uh, at the direct, I was like, oh no, I'm actually into this. Like, yeah, I'm it looks really fun. Low key, I'm kind of upset that I have that other game that I'm reviewing for the site right now because I like it and I'm enjoying playing it, but I really just want to play Cadence. 
We'll make you jealous next week when we're all talking about how far we've got in cadence. And I'm like, oh, I played this game. Oh, yeah, I got to finish Brothers for the game club, too, so I got a lot of games to oh, play Oh, yeah, week. I haven't played that either yet. We'll put, we can put that on hold while you're reviewing and we're playing other things if you want. All right, I like that. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll delay it until it never exists, just like Deltarune. Hey, I'm going to play Deltarune at some point. I just I don't want to play a game that's not finished. Honestly, I feel like we should make the book club a thing separate from the podcast, or the game club a thing separate from the podcast, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. Moving right along. Animal Crossing New Horizons was officially shown mm-hmm. off, given a title and a release date of March 2020, breaking the hearts of nerds across the globe, uh, and making Nintendo stock drop market value drop by $1 billion. You don't, yeah, but it's not just because of that. It could have been because people were expecting new consoles or some other big new game to be announced, Listen, and it didn't. We it didn't all hit. know it's because the shareholders know the uh-huh. power and value of Animal Crossing, okay? okay. Yeah. New Nintendo Switch? Who cares? <laughs> Breath of the Wild? Never heard of it. Animal Crossing! <laughs> that's sti- I, d- I can't see that it's that, though, because that's still in their uh, financial year. That's out before the end of their fiscal year. So the sales will still count towards their profit for next year. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to continue to double down on this because it works better for the narrative of how very excited I am for Animal Crossing. I'm very excited. And I saw this and like the, the whole selling it is like a deserted island getaway package from Nook Inc. It was so cute. And then you start in a tent. And having watched more of the footage on the treehouse, that you start with absolutely nothing, and you have to collect the resources and build things up, and it's like not you, have to you build moving the town from scratch, basically. Pretty much, yeah. By the sounds of it, you don't is, move it... into a town that's been already exists from what they yeah. were sa- from what they were saying on the treehouse. The only a... way they could like take the mayor shit to the next level, right, was like, yeah. okay, now you just start build a town. It. You do yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Which gives me a lot of anxiety because I'm not super great at like city planning and layout and stuff. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so excited and I'm very very excited to just play the whole thing with my boyfriend. They confirmed yeah, the multiplayer. multiplayer. They they confirmed a local multiplayer in the uh, in the treehouse. They haven't confirmed uh, online multiplayer yet, but it looks like that might be coming. Um, and you just give one Joy-Con to a friend, and you can go build your town together. Now, do we know what the deal is with that in terms of, like, do they get to make their own house and everything then? Or are they just, like, a player two while you're playing? I believe they get to live in your town and you can date them and stuff. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. I need to date? I need to, I need to watch the treehouse. Are, yeah. are you telling me that Sarah and I can get married in Animal Crossing? I think if that so, may be the case, yeah. Because if so, I'm just going to get an officiant over here to like watch <laughs> it and be like, that was our wedding. That was our real wedding. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, that's legit, yep. But uh, I also, it's also um, the first Animal Crossing that lets you set whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere, and summer will be the correct time of year. As well. I love that too. That is hugely cool. The thing I saw that was new during the treehouse that excited me the most was the crafting, though. Yes, the crafting is really, really cool. The fact that you can put furniture down outside and you can decorate absolutely anything as much as you want. Yeah. That was like, really I cool. Fucking hate crafting in most video games, but in Animal Crossing, where the entire point of the game is to collect resources, it's like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Did How you did it see take them this long? The UI looks like a load of cards as yeah. well. And I was yeah. just like, Do you know what? They would make perfect recipe cards for like uh, NFC Amiibo cards. And Amiibo? I tap it on. They already have them I know too. they do. Get the fucking Happy Home Wrecker or whatever it is and yeah, get that dude. in. <laughs> it's wild. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, there isn't anything they showed us that I'm more excited for than this. No, even, I'm very excited even for Zelda. it. And, and I'm, even both Zeldas. <laughs> and I'm, re- I'm willing to wait for it because there was that whole news report that came out from IGN that was uh, they did an interview and they said, look, we just don't want to. We could have got it out for 2019 because it's really only a three month delay. They could have got it out for Christmas, um, but we didn't want to push the crunch. team. We didn't want to crunch. We wanted to put the you know the health of our employees first, which you know what I'm I'm really happy that they did that. Huge, huge respect for them on that one. Yeah, big ups to Nintendo. Like, that's the right thing to do. And, like, yeah, I'm disappointed that I can't play the game now, but, like, I would rather Mm -hmm. the Animal Crossing team not be pulling their fucking hair out and give me the best game they can. I'm I'm expecting an Animal Crossing-themed direct 
later this year or next January where we're going to see more. We don't know how it's going to integrate with um, Pocket Camp. Yeah. There must be some kind of integration there. I think I'm going to start playing Pocket Camp again, honestly. Oh, really? Oh, Because I'm like, I can't I'm, so ex- that. I'm so excited for Animal Crossing. And like, if there is some benefit and I can start like getting stuff now, it's like, well. <laughs> a friend of mine posted a picture on um, Twitter the day after the direct. He went out and bought a uh, uh, the Happy Home Designer 3DS XL and a copy <laughs> of um, uh, New Leaf. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. I can wait. I can't get into that and then need because, you know, I'll just wear myself out with Animal Crossing. You yeah. get fatigue on it. Well, that's why I'm going to do the mobile version because that's like the most you can do is like five minutes a day. Yeah, and then unless you pay. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I gave them $5 when they had the like launch package and I was like, that's all I want to give them. That's enough. <laughs> I enjoyed that game for several months. I was into it for a minute. Um, but alright, so then we got some more Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, not too much at the actual Direct. It was more the Treehouse where yeah. they made where they made waves. They did, yeah, with some new... Well, well, one with new Pokemon. But at the Direct, they announced you could use the Pokeball and you could take the Pokemon on the walk. Boo. Boring. Yeah. Who cares? I don't even know why they bothered saving that for the main Direct and they didn't just announce it in the Pokemon Direct. And they could have they could have announced the three new Pokemon they showed off in the Treehouse during the Direct and it would have been way more exciting. They could have announced the new Pokemon that they showed off. They could have showed off this the open world demo that they did, which looks phenomenal. Looks absolutely great. Yeah, but speaking of that open world thing, I was watching that with my boyfriend after the direct, yeah. and he was like, "Can you move the camera? Can you like look yeah. around the world?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's like a fully open world." Air-. He's like, "Holy shit! Okay, yeah, yeah. I need to, we need to get this." I was like, He's "Yeah, like, of all right, we get it. I've already pre-ordered it. What are you want about?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so that stuff all looked great. But I think the headline that everybody, especially you listeners, are probably interested in hearing us talk about is the announcement that not all Pokemon will be available uh, at, I mean, at launch, maybe ever. It's very muddy right now. Yeah. But essentially, what they announced was Masuda said, who's the, you know, longtime producer and composer for Pokemon, said that essentially the game is only going to feature the Galar Pokedex. So if you don't know much about Pokemon, um, what that can be a little confusing because I think I saw a lot of people interpreting that as they're only going to have new Pokemon in the game. What? No, that's not the case. Obviously, we've seen a lot of old Pokemon yes. in the promo material already. And, and I watched the video and he in the video and he was saying they specifically selected ones they feel fit in the Gala region. Yes, and that's normal. That's par for the course. Every literally every generation of Pokemon does that. Uh, in Sun and Moon last gen, there was the the regional decks that had all of the new Pokemon plus the Pokemon that they decided were native to the Alola region. And then when Pokemon Bank got updated for Sun and Moon support, they opened the floodgates and let all the other Pokemon back in. So this seems more akin to what happened in Generation 3, though, during the Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald generation where... Uh, almost every Generation 2 Pokemon from Johto was totally unavailable, and several from the first set of games were unavailable. Uh, until they released Fire Red and Leaf Green and Pokemon Coliseum. And then those were the ways that they got all those Pokemon back in. So, I've been predicting that something like that's going to happen at some point, that right now they did this as a a corner-cutting measure, because the less Pokemon in the game are less models you need to animate and get set up to work optimized in the new world and less pokemon you need to balance for the battle system they they, they he pretty much said that that they've done it because they ran out of dev resource essentially they just need to get the game out and they don't have time to add in 800 pokemon yeah and th- there was a quote from masuda i wanted to bring up real quick uh that definitely gave me pause about my theory about them coming in like the gen 4 remakes which we know are going to happen eventually I just uh, like wouldn't they just come through home Pokemon Home if they like they came through Pokemon Bank, and that's the thing. I think that could easily be the thing that they're going to keep working on models and animations, and that they'll patch them all into the game later, and then they'll just make a Pokemon ba- uh, Home update that lets you use it. But here was here was Masuda's quote I wanted to read. We knew at some point we weren't going to be able to indefinitely keep supporting all of the Pokemon, and we just found that Sword and Shield would probably be a good point to go back and reevaluate what would be the best selection of Pokemon that appeal to the widest audience while keeping into consideration the balance of the battle system. It isn't going to just be all new Pokemon in the Galar region Pokedex. They're still going 
going to be a lot of favorites that fans will be able to bring over from that they've adventured with previously. But yeah, it pretty much was just balancing and getting this optimal selection of Pokemon for the adventure we wanted to provide. So that's concerning to me. But I really think we're at a wait-and-see point here. I think with the fan reaction and, you know, the likelihood of them wanting to, like, why even make Pokemon Home if you're going to, like, shelf all these Pokemon indefinitely? I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think no, that they're going to bring they them in at some point. But also, like, again, the same thing with Animal Crossing. I'd rather they got a game out and didn't kill themselves making the game than putting yep. all 800 Pokemon in at launch. Or, like, maybe they could have not put in Dynamax instead and, like, worked on the Pokemon <laughs> I mean, they assets. see that as the, the main twist on it, I guess, don't they? Yeah, but I don't need the twist. I'd rather no, have know. all my Pokemon. I know. You know, and I, I think most people feel that way. I know. I have zero, I have zero kind of say, really, because uh, the last Pokemon I properly played was on the DS. And I've never, I, I've never really carried pokemon over i never paid for pokemon bank i didn't care about any of that uh, the, to me the whole thing is, about pokemon is collecting them and finding them and doing that and i don't necessarily just want them to be there from what i've done in previous games yeah and my thing is i i, I agree with you for the most part i actually am not too bothered by this it's disappointing but as long as it gets resolved eventually i truly don't care because for me like, this has happened before. There's a precedent where it's happened and it's worked out. That alleviates some of my concerns. But the bigger thing is I'm actually excited by the idea of the decks being limited because the friends that I've talked about who are competitive players, we're excited by the fact that the meta isn't going to be ruled by the same Pokemon that always rule the meta because mm -hmm. there's going to be all these Pokemon that you know aren't going to be involved. Like, Landorus T is a great example of a Pokemon that's dominant in the meta game right now, and he's a legendary, so he won't be in the game at launch. So that's going to change the whole meta, and I like that. That's the fun part is the new meta and getting all the new Pokemon and, ex and like exploring the world and getting to know the new guys, and like that's what I want for my first playthrough. If they do a .5 like they did with Ultra Sun and Moon, they do a third game in the franchise like they used to historically do, they do the Gen 4 remakes, whatever the next step is, as long as the rest of the squad gets brought in within like two years of Pokemon Sword and Shield, I'm fine with this. So let's see. <laughs> uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 got another trailer. Um, there's going to be an expansion pass, which is going to feature uh, some Marvel Knights content, some X-Men content, some Fantastic Four content. They confirmed the Taskmaster as the main villain for the game. Uh, but that was after the fact, after the direct. But uh, if you're a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 fan, it's shaping up, or a Marvel Ultimate Alliance fan, I should say. It looks like this is shaping up to be what you want. And, so you, it seems and, like it, and you still don't care about it, and you still don't care I don't it. like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. As much as you guys like to point, paint me as, like, the <laughs> ultimate Marvel fanboy, I don't think the Ultimate Alliance games are very good. I'm sure that the way I will play it will be because Mike likes them, Mike will buy it, and the two of us and our significant others will play it and drink some beers and finish okay. it in, like, a night. That's what I'm looking to, looking to get out of that game. <laughs> Uh, we also got some new trailers with no new information, really, for Fire Emblem Three Houses, Astral Chain, Dragon Quest uh, 11S, which is coming out on September 27th. That was a new release date. And Damon X Machina, which is releasing on September 13th. That's a new release date. And then we also got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, which are games that people are still making for <laughs> some reason. Because <laughs> someone's buying it. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into the new announcements. Uh, yes. The, the the truly hype dope yeah. shit. Well, we got some smaller juicy tidbits before we get to the big morsels. Yeah, yeah. So the, the little juicy tidbits were a new Super Lucky's Tale is coming out. So it's like an updated version yeah. of Super Lucky's Tale, which was an Xbox exclusive yes. like yeah. a few years ago. It, it was a launch tile for the Xbox One X. Okay. And now it's it's coming to the Switch, not published by Xbox Game Studios this time. It's called New Super Lucky's Tell because they really just stuck following Nintendo's naming schemes. Um, mm -hmm. And the biggest update to it is it features a fully movable camera, unlike um, Super Lucky's Tale, which was one of the biggest concerns that reviewers had and, and fans had, that the camera was wonky and it, it like locked on to specific things and you couldn't move it freely. They fixed that in New Super Lucky's Tale, apparently. 
Um, and it feels like a good fit for the Switch. It kind of feels like one of those N64-style platformers, and I think people will be into it. Yeah, I'm actually really into this. Um, I was interested in that game like loosely when they first announced it because I'm like, oh, I love a good cartoony 3D platformer, and the fact that it's going to actually maybe be like good on Switch, like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, so then we got a trailer for No More Heroes 3, which if you're a fan of No More Heroes and Suda's work, looks like it's exactly up yeah. your alley. I have very little to say about it because I've never played any of them. Yep, me too. Um, but that's hype if you're hype about that sort of yeah. thing. So good for uh, good for No More Heroes fans for sure. Uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 coming. Don't really know why they're putting them over. They were not super well. I mean, 5 was fine, but 6 uh, was I know like, why they're putting them over because they've already done the work to port over 4 and 5 and 6 are in the same engine. So it's probably yeah. not that much work and they can make Who another. And for the people that are buying them, they're £30 each. So yeah. if they sell, if they even if they sell a few of them, they're making a bit of cash on it. Yeah, but yeah, six is enough. the one with the logo that just looks like a giraffe, and every time I see it, it just looks like a giraffe, and I can't not see the giraffe in the logo <laughs> every single time. <laughs> That's hilarious. The, the one, the one I want is, I want Resident Evil Two, the latest one they remade. I would have that on there. Resident Evil Seven, which Japan got cool. as a streamable one, but they could port it over if they really did the work and made it happen. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah. That would be cool if they eventually got that was, and two and two remake over. Yes, it was that a really engine, weird wonky trailer as well, where they just showed off Resident Evil and Resident Evil Zero until right just, at the last minute. It was bizarre. And like they just showed like two people like playing them. Yeah, just playing yeah, like it was, in some like dingy, scary, spooky house. It looked like they were like hanging out in a sex dungeon, and they're like, "Let's mm-hmm. play Resident Evil on some leather couch." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Leather couches and all. That's a very internal joke. Very internal. Um, <laughs> oh, they're showing uh, off um, the next Hollow Knight right now on the Treehouse. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but then they also gave us Trials of Mana and Collection of Mana, which was released right after the Direct. Uh, so plenty for, for Mana fans to enjoy. I, I I was so excited for that Collection of Mana. We said on the stream, right? I yeah. said, oh, I'm going to go buy that. Uh, how much do you think that collection is? Forty dollars. Yeah, it is. Damn, I guess that. <laughs> it's it's two NES games and a Game Boy game. It's only three games. I thought it was four. No, it's three. That's expensive for that. Thirty bucks. I two SNES games and a Game Boy game. Or it might be it might be four, but it's even still that's a fucking expensive collection. Yeah, I'm still kind of interested because it is like the first time a lot of them have been in the states. So like it's the that's first time. Cool. Yes, yeah, the first time one of them. I think number three in the series is actually playable in English. Yeah, so that's cool, but I don't know. I'm interested because I love old RPGs yeah. and chiptune, but... You don't think you'll expensive. just wait for the Trials of Mana remake to come out next I'm year? Not, I'm, not, I'm not super interested in it. Okay. I like because it's just like, what if you took this really charming old school game and just gave it modern graphics and orchestral music, and I'm like, it feels generic now. Yes, <laughs> like every other JRPG that Square puts it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Contra Anniversary Collection was another one released right after the Direct. And that's a decent price. That's £20. Yeah, it's good And it's deal. like six or seven games. That's what the Collection of Mana should have been priced at. And and then they announced Contra Rogue Corpse, which was the ugliest looking game oh that they God, had to show off. Oh my God, it looked so bad, didn't it? It looked really bad. And like, not even just like the gameplay was nothing like fancy. It was just like, this is like brown and boring brown and, boring and the like, lighting and was weird and the shadows were all over the place and the and the assets and materials just looked totally wrong it was not good it just didn't look good fair enough if you're a massive contra fan and you really liked the original rogue core but it's not going to be one that i'll pick up no yeah i can't can't see that uh so then they also announced a remake of panzer dragoon which is pretty cool it came out of fucking nowhere yeah it was massively unexpected the sega saturn game that absolutely no one played and uh is very very rare to find these days yeah i'm excited to try it i've never played it before no me neither i'm i'm it's been on my list of one of those ones i want to check out for a long time uh but i never got around to it maybe this is our chance uh so then they announced their 
uh, second or third partnership with Netflix, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics, which is a tactics game set in the Dark Crystal universe. Why they're making all these Netflix games without having the fucking Netflix app on Nintendo Switch, I'll never know. I genuinely thought they were announcing Netflix because it went into like a full motion video of uh, the of the Dark Crystal with the Netflix logo in the bottom right. I thought, oh, we're finally going to get Netflix on the Switch. Nope. Just another game. And this doesn't look very good, so... I don't know the I don't know the series. Is this the TV series any good? It's a book. Oh, it's a book. They're making a TV series out of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, pass on that one. I think unless you're like really into Dark Crystal or tactical RPGs. Um. I like tactical RPGs, but skip Fire Emblem. Um. So then the next thing was Empire of Sin. That looks that really good. Cool. Yeah, it did. This is that like 1920s gangster? It felt a little bit like Fallout New Vegasy style. That's what I thought at first. Yeah. I was like, is this New Vegas? I was like, oh, no, no, no. There's guys in bowler hats. It's actually in the 20s. It looks really, really good. <laughs> this is going to be one I pick up. I don't, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing some more gameplay footage of it. I, they didn't show off a lot in the trailer. Uh, but apparently it's an XCOM style game. So um, Mario Rabbids style. Yeah. yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Uh, so then the last piece of news that came out was, uh, or at least that we're going to highlight, is the Spyro Reignited trilogy finally gets a Switch confirmation coming September 3rd, 2019 to the Switch. Uh, this wasn't at the Nintendo Direct or anything. Yeah, it but was. It was, also... it was in the Direct. No, this was the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't. Uh, was that nah. Spyro's also confirmed as a playable character in Crash Team Racing as part of like a promotional event that they're going to be doing where you mm -hmm. can unlock characters. Um, so I'm the most excited boy in the whole world right now. Are you picking Crash Team Racing out? Yeah, Steve. Do you not remember how much I talked about it when they announced it? I stand by it. Crash Team Racing is the best racing game of all time. No, Mario it's not. Kart Mario Kart is... Mario Kart 8 might be in that conversation, but until Mario Kart 8, there was not a Mario Kart that was as good as CTR, in my opinion. Period. Wow. Double Dash, maybe. Seven, maybe. Eight is the only one where I played it and I was like, this might be better than Crash. Wow. Crash Team Racing is a fucking really the good The PS1 racing. original. PS1 original. Wow. Made by Naughty Dog. Okay. It's it's so much better than people give it credit for. Most people that played it will say that it, it's the best car racer ever. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'll try I it. I stand by it. It's real good. Okay. Now... We get into the we get into the meat yeah, and potatoes. The we big get into stuff. the nitty gritty. Oh, we yeah. get into the headliners. Kicking things off, Dragon Quest Hero, the hero. Yeah. In Smash Brothers, they started off the show right. This was the first That's thing how they, they showed. The show yeah. off. He's got multiple skins, so you can play as four different heroes from four different Dragon mm -hmm. Quests. This is cool. I'm not a big Dragon Quest guy. I liked the franchise a bit when I was younger, and I was real into JRPGs. I haven't played one since the PS2 era, but this is a series with real lineage and pedigree. It's huge in Japan. It has that history with Nintendo. Great fit. I don't think oh, we yeah. need another Sword Boy, but great fit. This uh, this trailer got 2.1 million views on the Smash Japanese YouTube channel. Damn. Banjo-Kazooie got less than 300,000. Yeah. Japan just don't give a shit about Banjo. No. It, it's, it's total it's really... polar opposite in, in the West. It's so funny because, like, I feel like Dragon Quest's The Hero and Banjo-Kazooie are, like, two announcements made for two totally different audiences. Yeah. One of them is Japan versus America, or the West, and the other one is uh, Gen Xers versus Millennials. So, like, if you're, like, 35 or older, you're like, Dragon Quest, yeah! And if you're, like, 30 or younger, you're like, Banjo, yeah! And if you're younger, like, than 20, you're probably just, like, old people. <laughs> so, huge announcements. Awesome to see these two come to Smash. Obviously, I'm more hype about Banjo. Like, Oh, all yeah, you went Dragon in the Quest. stream, though. You were going to kill someone when they did that whole... That fake out? That fake out, yeah. I was like, don't fuck with me, Nintendo. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Like, what an announcement, man. Like, it's the thing that's been talked about for so long. Yeah. That, like, it's like, oh, okay, that's not a huge surprise. But in the same breath, it's like, it is, though. Well, we know. Like, I, I now know how it leaked out as well. Because you, you knew before the show, right? I didn't know before the show. It was rumored show, before the show. But it was rumored. Um, Kotaku Steven Sotillo, their editor-in-chief, tweeted that they got shown the direct early in the oh, week. Oh, wow. 
So that's apparently usual for the press at E3. They'll get shown the conferences beforehand. And the show ended with the Banjo-Kazooie announcement. So they swapped it out for the actual uh, announcement for the one oh, that we'll talk about. Oh, wow. So, they so fo- that's cool. Yeah. That's a cool thing. So out. even the press didn't know that the... Uh, Zelda. The Zelda sequel was coming. Wow. But yeah, I mean, to finally see the relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo come to fruition, finally see Banjo coming home, very exciting. I thought that was a really cool announcement, and it's it's an addition I'm excited to get into. And uh, there was also that little leak that we wrote about with a, a potential Banjo game coming to Switch. Yeah, I don't know. it got listed on Amazon Germany pretty much immediately yeah. after E3. Um, called Banjo Kazooie Working Title for Nintendo Switch is a full price sixty nine ninety nine euro game. The listing's still up; you can't pre order it anymore. Um, and it's listed as coming out as a placeholder date of the thirty first of December two thousand nineteen. But I think it's gonna happen. Banjo is not coming out to the fall. Dragon Quest is coming out in sum- summer. I think they'll announce a Banjo game closer to the time because Dragon Quest coincides with Dragon Quest eleven. Uh, Persona 5, um, the Joker, coincides with the announcement of P5S. I think we'll get an announcement of a Banjo game on Switch. I think you're right. Or at the very least, a new Banjo game, whether or not it comes to Switch. No, I, I guess, think from... it will come to Switch. I really do. I think it will, I too. Think it will, I don't know. I think it will be exclusive to Switch, but I think it will come to Switch. Let me ask you this. Do you think that if there's a Banjo game coming to Switch that that increases the likelihood that we'll eventually get P5 on Switch. No. Because I don't understand why Joker's in the game. Because P- Persona 5 Strikers is coming to Switch. I guess. That's the reason, because we get <sighs> yet another one of those um, Fire Emblem Warriors-style games. They're like, fucking stop, Nintendo and Atlas. <laughs> Just give me the game I want. I know. It's not going to happen, because I think PlayStation has it locked down. If, yeah, if I guess. Persona 5 was, say, an Xbox exclusive, I'd be yeah, saying, then yeah, be you know what, story. this is a this is a different game. Yeah, I'll give you that. So moving right along, uh, the announcement that, like, nobody on the internet except Pixel no, Park cares about. I know. No, just kidding. Witcher 3, the Wild Hunt Complete Edition, comes to Nintendo Switch in 2019, confirmed to run at 720p docked and 540p handheld with dynamic scaling. Really interested to see how that's gonna look in handheld. Probably not very good. Screenshots Blurry. have been screenshots have been released though. Have you seen this? You've seen the screenshots. We got them it on loopbox.com, right. and uh, they look they look solid. Like I way know. better than I thought they would look. I, mean, I don't think it's a problem if it runs at 720, but that 540 is gonna be 720 rough. is gonna look rough on a 4K screen. Yeah, that's eight. Might. That's eight times scaling. I wanted to get this for my girlfriend because she saw it and she's like, oh, this looks like Skyrim. And I was like, this is the game everyone says is Skyrim, but better. So I don't know, though. We'll have to see on that one. We'll have to see what the reviews look like and how much they were able to do to like, like how much is that dynamic scaling really helping? I think it'll be good. I really do. I I think, I don't think CD Projekt Red would put out a game they weren't happy with. And I I know they're not handling the port internally, but I don't think they would sign off on it if they weren't shown a demo from someone. That was like, look, we've we've got the game working on this base level hardware. If we had access to the source code, we could we could make it polished and, and look good. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, like at this point, why bother if it's not yeah. going to be good? Yeah, yeah why... for no reason. They've got their next game coming out next year. They don't need to release The Witcher Three. No, it's just that people want it. Agreed. And it's the fir- it's actually also the first game that's releasing in the West on a 32 gigabyte card. So there's yes. no stupid download and no ugly ba- banner on the uh, cartridge. Very nice. Uh, so then let's just get into kind of the remaining stuff from the treehouse, and then we'll get into the the big announcement. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're saving it for the one more thing. Uh, so just this is just like kind of an odds and ends sort of list that's left. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 was confirmed to be getting multiplayer with friends in a later update. So do you remember in the first trailer, everyone was like, oh, is, is, is this like a tease for SNES or Famicom games coming up? In the treehouse, they showed what that is. You can assign music to a block. So when you walk on a block, it plays the music from the game on that console. So you can put an N64 one and it'll do the uh, race music. You know, when you've got a race to collect the coins yeah. and all that stuff. It'll play the music from that game. It's a new really feature cool. of Super Mario Maker 2. They didn't explain it in the trailer. 
and it was just there and it never changed the music in the trailer so it was really weird but they showed up I didn't in the even, treehouse I didn't even recognize that symbol so in your notes it just says random Famicom symbol and I'm like what? just okay cool that sounds great though <laughs> that's a great addition M- music is such a big part of Mario yeah that, like... and the uh, I've been watching a lot of the Super Mario Maker stuff the underwater thing looks really cool and you can like <sighs> combine underwater with Bowser's castle and then it has like lava coming up that's the screen stupidly exciting and um, you can make it at night and at night if you have an icy one at night, it makes the ice slippier because it's cold. They've thought of yeah. all these factors and added it, and it just looks really, really cool. Boom. Okay, so then there's also uh, a huge E3 sale going on in the eShop right now in both North America and Europe uh, running until the 18th. There are some great deals on some great titles that we've sung the praises of on this show uh, a lot. Like games like Celeste, games like uh, I think Rabbids is on there. Like there, there's a lot of high quality stuff there. So if you're, you know, maybe a newer Switch owner, if you want to check out some of the games that Steve and I and Pixel have recommended and haven't had a chance yet, go browse that that sale. There's some there's some good stuff. All right, so that's gonna wrap it. Just kidding. <laughs> Breath of the Wild two in development. What a what an announcement. This trailer gave us very little to go on. Oh man, but it, it was, was it was a good trailer though. It was hype. Looks great. Uh, we have Zelda and Link going underneath Hyrule Castle, like into these like seemingly ancient crypts. Yeah, uh, filled with this dark magic. Some of it was green and had like a, a new look. Some of it had the calamity like cloud look to it mm-hmm. there was that whole scene with like the skin and bones head with everything a lot of people thinking that might be ganondorf the husk of his body left that's been you know possessed by the calamity but the thing that was most exciting at least to me is two things zelda's got a sweet new haircut yeah that was what i was gonna say that really to me is the best thing she she looks good with her new she looks little, new dude awesome so, uh, Zelda's fucking fly-ass haircut aside, did, is it just me, or do you get the impression that she's going to be more involved in this game? I, I I want them to come out and tell us that she's playable. Yeah, I really want her to be playable. I don't think she will be, though. They asked Ayanuma about it, and he dodged the question. He always does. He, of course he would dodge the question. But I feel like if the answer was no, you just get out in front of him and be no, like, no. No, I don't think you do. I, d- I don't think they know yet. And I don't think this game is until 2021. I think that's a safe bet. That being said, I feel like if if you couldn't play as Zelda, they'd be like, well, you can't play as her, but she's more involved. I feel like they'd try to get out in front of that. But maybe you're right. Like I said on the stream, I think she's going to get stolen by Bowser or something at the beginning. Right away. And taken off to Peach's castle. Fucking Doug Bowser. And then you're going to have to kill all the Goombas. No. I I just think she's going to disappear somehow. I really hope you're wrong. Do you know what I really like? To be like, um, something like The Last of Us, where you, and if you haven't played The Last of Us, it's a bit of a spoiler, but where you, it splits off and you play a bit of Link, then you play a bit of Zelda, and you can kind of see them from different perspectives, or even like the Resident Evil 2, where you can play as Link, or you can play as Zelda, and you get a different story who you play as. Yeah, I, I think something like that would be cool, or if they did like something kind of similar to like, I guess this is similar to the Last of Us example. Like Spider Man was like that, where there's like the Mary Jane missions or something. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'd be better than those were, but like just where there are like certain levels where you play as Zelda, or certain parts of the game where you're doing Zelda stuff, and she's got her magic and other stuff that like plays differently than Link. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that's what I'd like, and even if you play. Even if it's pretty much the same story, but then, like, Link pops up halfway through and he's like, I'm going to come rescue you. And she's like, fuck off, I can do it myself, whatever. Like, I could I, I could kind of get down with that. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing Pixel's analysis video. He's going to be picking apart the trailer, I'm sure. And yeah. maybe he'll find some extra info for us. We're already hard at work. <laughs> um... <laughs> One of the things that I thought was really interesting, there was an article that IGN put out after E3 uh, where they said that apparently the Breath of the Wild sequel team drew a lot of inspiration from Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm -hmm. And I thought 
that was really interesting because they said they said similar things to like they drew on the original game they drew inspiration from like from far skyrim. cry and skyrim and, yeah skyrim was the one that they specifically called out um yeah and like in an interview with anuma he said i heard a lot of people were playing red dead redemption 2 and then like when they were playing, he says, when I was working on Breath of the Wild, the director, Heidemaru Fujibayashi, was playing Skyrim. So it's definitely like th- that was their take on what was established in Skyrim, and this is going to be influenced by Red Dead in maybe a similar way. That is interesting to me because if that means that they want to have a bigger focus on like story and character, I'm real into that. Yeah, that's what I would love. Because there was there was just too as much as I love Breath of the Wild and I see it as almost a perfect game, there was the story kind of I just didn't care. It's bland. It's yeah. it's it's very like and and honestly, I don't need much more story than that if the characters are well developed. Like if Breath of the Wild two is a similarly thin story of oh we found out that Ganon's body's here and we got to go somewhere else and do this thing and whatever, fine. I don't need much more than that as a framing device. But if the entire game you have Zelda as like a a, a, a companion or like somebody to bounce off of who actually like has a voice and thoughts and agency, like that could really elevate what Zelda has to offer. Because like Link is great, but Link is a palette. You know, he's he's something that you project yourself onto. Mm-hmm. And not in a way that ever makes you feel super... And that's Well, especially in Breath of the Wild, which felt more RPG than Zelda's ever felt before. Yeah. Uh, he is, You are him, essentially. He's a blank slate. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that's fine, but I think you need characters for him to bounce off of. What do you think the, the kind of theme and feel of the game is going to be? Do you think it'll be a lot darker than Breath of the Wild, oh. like Majora's Mask style? Definitely. I mean, aside from the fact that this trailer was very spooky and darker than anything we saw in the entirety of Breath of the Wild, uh, the music was super eerie. And I know something that's been uncovered that we'll touch on in our analysis video is that the music is music from Breath of the Wild played backwards. Yeah. And there's like, so, a, there's like a help me um, about like halfway through. Yeah. Zelda like calls out help me. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Zelda's going to need saving again. I really do. I really hope she doesn't get like possessed or something. I could see it. Oh being, my like, god, that'd be so cool! Like Shadow Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. It could happen. So we'll but, have to see. But either way, super exciting. Just Cannot knowing that the game, just knowing that the game exists on someone's hard drive somewhere, and they're actually working on it, and it's so exciting. There's even thought going into making another one. I'm glad yeah. they didn't just bin off the engine and just go with uh, another that style again. Such a mistake, I think. Yeah, but they've done that with every single game since Majora's, Majora's. Mask. Yeah, every single one's been new and fresh, and we're starting again. Whereas I, I'm I glad feel... they just—they don't need to do it. They don't, really don't. Well, it would be a waste. Like they spent so much time building this engine, they made this excellent fucking game, and everyone's like, "Just give us a sequel. We want yeah. a sequel." And Good. Switch has Switch has got at least three more years of life left in it. Probably more. Yeah. Like. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, of course. Like, even if this is, like, a, a later-in-the-cycle game, like, whatever, good. Like, we'll have two of the best Zelda games ever made on one console? Great. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we've already got two Zelda games coming out this year. Okay, and it's Hyrule is out. We've got Link's Awakening on September 20th. I'm very, very excited. It's a good time to be a Zelda fan. Really good time. Good time to be a Nintendo fan, honestly. Oh, yeah, big time. Think about it in the in the next... One year from now, we will live in a world where we have played Pokemon Sword and Shield, two Zelda games, and Animal Crossing, and Luigi's Mansion 3. And Super Mario Maker 2. And Super Mario Maker 2. Like, that's six games. We, I don't even, there's probably like ten we're forgetting. Like, it's just, that's just right here. All just, even if you only play Nintendo exclusives, there's enough hype games to get you through the year. Gotta love it. So I think that's a perfect place to wrap up our E3 2019 discussion. If you want to let us know what you thought about E3, remember uh, you can hit us up at potscast at loopots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at loopots.com. Or you can follow at loopots on Twitter. Uh, and it's probably the easier way to get your questions in or write in to me or Steve, uh, Pete at loopots.com or at loud underscore Pete on Twitter. Um, Steve is Steve. 
UK. Two twenty UK. Steve at lootpots.com or at Steve two two eight UK. Or join our Discord. The link is pinned to the top of our um, Twitter okay. account, and you can join our Discord. We've got a great community going over there. You can ask us questions all day long. And we're in there all the time. We're always in there talking to the talking to the pods heads. We're often pulling questions from the Discord for the podcast uh, or our other programs. So yeah, you definitely want to go get involved there. And uh, while you're at it, if you also want to support the show, uh, you can visit us at Patreon.com/slash/LootPots. So uh, if you want to show your support, get some exclusive goodies like our After Dark podcast, which posts every Monday uh, exclusively for patrons. Join our exclusive Discord chat uh, or get a doodle from Pixel. You can head over and grab all that stuff and a bunch of other really cool goodies. Um, So, yeah, go do that. Oh, and if you want to watch the VOD of our Nintendo Switch Direct uh, watch along, that's also now over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash looppots, um, which you should go like, share, subscribe, and all the stuff that you do on YouTube. Click that notification bell so that you're aware when Pixel's cool Zelda video goes live. I'm working on a Pokemon video myself, which should be right around the corner. Uh, so keep an eye out for both of those. Go and subscribe. Click the bell so you know when they go live. Uh, and probably go do the same for twitch.tv slash loopot so that you know the next time we're going live streaming video games or conferences, directs, what have you. Uh, and that is all the plugs I have for you this week. Jesus. So yeah, was, I think it, just keep getting longer and I'm, I'm not getting them more organized. That's the problem. So next week I'm going to have a better, a better outro. Do you know what? We need a pre-recorded outro. <laughs> no, because there's new stuff. I have to do it on the fly. I just need to write a script and memorize it. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, I just easy. do it as they come to me and it never works. So all right, we'll see you next week for another edition of the podcast. We love you.